So yes, I'm Fiona Crow, and I'm the worship pastor here at Samongos. I've been here for over two years now. So um, you'll probably have seen me up here playing an instrument. Um, I don't have my trusty guitar with me today, um, but I do get to share on a topic that I'm really passionate about, which is worship in the spirit. So we're going to explore two main questions today. Firstly, what is the relationship between praise and worship and the Holy Spirit? And then secondly, what is worship in the spirit and how would we recognize it? So we're going to use two main passages of scripture to unpack this topic. Um, and our foundation passage is Ephesians 5, 18 to 20, which I'll read for you now. It says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart from the Lord, to the Lord, and always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we're also going to use another verse, so keep that one in your mind. We're going to use another verse from John 4, the really famous passage where Jesus meets the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, and he says to her in John 4, 23 to 24, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. So what is the relationship between praise and worship and the ministry of the Holy Spirit? Firstly, there's an inextricable link between worship and the Holy Spirit because it's the impartation of the Holy Spirit that enables us to worship God. The Holy Spirit re reveals Jesus to us and the truth of the gospel, which leads us to the Father. It's the work of the Holy Spirit that reveals to us the beauty and the splendor of who God is and leads us to worship, praise, and thanksgiving. So to worship in spirit and in truth means that our worship is centered on Christ and the truth of the gospel. And it's characterized by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. So then we respond as worshipers to the revelation of who God is and the redeeming power of Jesus with a wholehearted response of gratitude and praise. A.W. Tozer puts it like this, we cannot worship in the spirit alone for the spirit without truth is helpless. We cannot worship in truth alone for that would be theology without fire. Worship must be in spirit and in truth, and it must be the truth of God and the spirit of God. So what does that look like in practice for here, for us here at St. Mungo's? And I'm going to draw a lot on what I do as a job um, to unpack this a little bit. And so whenever I'm preparing a worship set, one of the things I ask myself is, do these songs, is there anywhere in this set of songs where we sing about who Jesus is and what he's done for us? Because it's really easy, particularly in the modern contemporary context, to get through a whole set of songs and not mention Jesus. But actually, he's the reason why we sing. Jesus must be the center of all that we do. And equally, when we, whether we sing hymns or contemporary songs, they should always align with scripture 
In the same way that a prophetic word needs to align with the word, so our songs should speak the truth and we should be singing the truth each week when we gather. Of course, there are some songs that stir up some theological debate, um, and that's as old as hymn writing itself. Some of the hymns that we think are, that we considered standard, some of them weren't even allowed to be sung in the church when they were first written. So what, what we can say is that we hold the songs that we sing against the scripture um, and, and our interpretation of it. So, for example, Ollie expl- um, explained to us about how some, some churches don't believe that the gifts of the Spirit for, are for today. Um, but we've just come through a whole series very much explaining that we do believe that the gifts of the Spirit are for today. And so you could see how we might sing songs that might be different to see a cessationist church because of, of the direction and the beliefs that we hold as a church. But also at the same time, there are so many songs that unite us um, in the truth, particularly the truth of who Jesus is um, and his resurrection power. So, what is worship in the spirit and how would we recognize it? Um, we must be oh, at least, what, 10 minutes into the sermon and I haven't mentioned Sam Storms. <laughs> it's about time, right? <laughs> so, um, and he hasn't written any specific books on this, but I did listen to a couple of his sermons that he's published on his website. And the way he puts it, and I think this is really helpful, is that when we come together at St. Mungo's, we believe that we're not singing to God, but we're singing, sorry, we're not singing about God, but we're singing to God. We're not singing about Jesus, but we're singing to Jesus. And I think the difference is subtle, but really important. Um, Sung worship, it's not just a cerebral exercise. It's a prayerful conversation between us and God. And so when we worship here at St. Mungo's, we've come to expect his presence and his nearness, and that's through the Holy Spirit. We also expect in our times of worship that the gifts of the Spirit will be present, whether it be a word of knowledge, healing, prophecy, there is a direct link between worshiping and seeing the Spirit move amongst us. It's one of the reasons why we continue to worship when we go into prayer ministry. And we also see this in scripture. So if we go to Acts 13, um, verse two, it says this. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And so we see here that there's a direct link between worshipping and receiving guidance from the Holy Spirit, receiving an insight or a directional word from the Holy Spirit. And sometimes in our own lives when we need guidance, you know what, the best thing we can do is get on our knees and worship the Lord. So let's go to Ephesians now and we'll explore, explore this whole thing a little bit more. So Ephesians 18, don't get drunk on wine, but instead be filled with the Spirit. Sometimes we can read this passage and we apply what we know about someone that's drunk to it. And so we think of maybe somebody falling over um, uncontrollably or maybe slurring their words 
And then we attach it to certain manifestations of the Spirit, such as falling over or maybe speaking in tongues, and somehow we try and make them equate, but actually that's not what this verse is talking about. Um, Not that either of those manifestations, um, they do happen sometimes when we're in the Spirit, but that's not what this is specifically talking about. Um, Drunkenness was a common expression for foolishness in, in, in Jewish wisdom literature. And so the people that heard this, um, this uh, word from Paul would have immediately recognized it as, don't be foolish, but be filled with the Spirit. And they would have also understood that sense of revelation and the understanding that comes from being filled with the Spirit. And that's what it's referring to. It's about being continually filled with the Spirit and the revelation and the understanding that comes from that. And so Sam Storms describes it as being under the influence of the Holy Spirit, which I really like. Um, I think it's a really helpful way of looking at it. Asking the question, so what's influencing me right now? Is it the Holy Spirit? Am I under the influence of the Holy Spirit? And this verse is describing an ongoing, intentional pursuit to continually be filled with the Spirit. And it's also about choosing to engage with the presence of the Holy Spirit when we come to worship. So when I'm leading worship, I'm doing multiple things. I'm usually playing an instrument, I'm singing, I'm usually directing the band in some way, usually with my body language. This is called the pelican. It means repeat. If you ever see me do this, that's what that means. So I'm doing that kind of multiple things. But you know, I'm also listening. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm listening for his guidance. And I'm asking him, what are you doing today, Lord? What are you highlighting in this place today? How can we respond to you today? And these are the questions that I ask when I'm preparing to lead worship, but also when I'm in the moment. I'm looking out and I'm saying, what are you doing here today, Lord? So let's look at verse 19. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty now. So we know that this passage is about community life. It's actually related to congregational worship. And it's one of the few passages that we have in the New Testament that gives us an insight into the worship of the early church. And something that I find really interesting is that Paul seems to be indicating here that as we sing to God, not just about him, but to God, we're also singing over each other. There's both a vertical and a horizontal element to congregational singing. We're singing to God, but we're also teaching and building each other up by the songs that we sing. And this is also clear if you go to Colossians 3.16, which is often paired as a passage that goes alongside Ephesians 5, which says, let the message of Christ dwell amongst you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. It's often said that people remember the songs that they sing much more than the sermons they hear. And we should remember that these verses would have been written pre-printing press. 
The people that are hearing this for the first time don't have a Bible in their pocket and they definitely don't have an iPhone. And so the songs were a way that the early church would learn and understand who God is. It's, it's, what, it's how they would build their theology. And it would be a valuable way of communicating the truth of scripture and helping them to make that journey from the head to the heart. And I'm sure all of us have been encouraged and inspired by someone around us in a worship gathering. And I don't just mean the people at the front. Sometimes we come to worship with nothing to offer. We can feel broken. We can feel quite empty. But there's something about standing alongside others in worship that can lift us and encourage us. And I think it's one of the reasons why we missed it so much during the lockdowns. And so I did a little search for an image that I think shows both the encouragement and wonder of the corporate worship gathering. And this is what I found. As we come before him with thankfulness, we're in awe and wonder at his majesty. And so we worship and we raise our hands. And in so doing, we lift each other up. And that to me is a picture of the corporate congregational worship setting. So worship in the spirit is a corporate experience. And these verses in Ephesians make the link between worship in the spirit and music and song, thankfulness and praise. So let's unpack this a little bit more. And we're going to get into the, the words that are used now. So Psalms, Psalms are Psalms. It's the Old Testament Psalms. Um, and if we're thinking more kind of today, we might even broaden that to singing of the scripture, um, which is something that's been done for as long as the church has, has existed. Um, it's also something that we're seeing growing in the modern worship movement is more singing of scripture. And I do think it's something that we'll see more and more in the contemporary context. And here at St Mungo's, um, we have our spoken liturgy and the canticle, it's, so, it's drawn from the Psalms. And so that would fit this definition of scripture and speaking out of scripture. And then the hymns, Psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. So Psalms, hymns, the general understanding that is that the hymns are the pre-composed songs about God or Christ. So not just something that has multiple verses that's written in a particular style that was written some time ago, but actually everything that we sing that's pre-composed could be considered a hymn. Um, and there's examples in scriptures, so Mary's Magnificat in Luke 1. Um, so then we come to songs from the spirit, sometimes known as spiritual songs. And this is what we might call spontaneous worship. It's the moments in between the songs when the screen doesn't have any words on it, but the singing keeps going. And it's in these moments that some people may sing out in tongues, like Ollie spoke about last week, or they, they may sing out words of praise. And it's also moments, in these moments where we can wait on the Lord and we can ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. It might be a moment that then leads to a prophetic song. And that prophetic song might be directed towards God, a spontaneous song of praise, or it might be a song that encourages and strengthens us, just like a prophetic word. 
And it's in these moments, without the structure of a song that kind of ties us down, that we're encouraged to listen to the guiding of the Holy Spirit. And what comes out is the overflow of our hearts. And I think it's one of the most beautiful sounds you can hear when a congregation lift up their own song. And I get the privilege of standing here and hearing it. So I want to just share a little testimony of a song that we sing here at St Mungo's called Living Water. Um, And the words are going to come up on the screen because it might help jog your memory about what the song is. Um, And so before I was on staff here at St Mungo's, I was asked to come and lead worship at the Worship and Tech Team Retreat. I think it was down in the border somewhere. um, And we, it was a Friday night, and we gathered to worship. And we went into what we would call singing in the Spirit or or songs from the Spirit. We went into a time of waiting, and we started just to kind of sing out in the room And I really felt this pressing from God to start singing a a prophetic song. And sometimes I don't always know what I'm about to sing, so I opened my mouth. And this is what came out. God, only you can satisfy. God, only you can bring new life. It's living water. And so we continue to sing that over and over. And um, Andrew Quinn was on the desk and he recorded what was sung. And then I took that recording and I sent it to a friend of mine, Ian Yates, and we finished this song. Um, And now it's a song that we sing together. And you know, what's the most compelling thing about that song for me is that that retreat happened in February 2020. It was one of the last times I led worship before the lockdown. And when I opened my mouth that night, I didn't know how the world was about to be shaken, but God did. And actually, in the writing and singing of that song, it sustained me personally through that time. It became an anthem that I kept returning to. And then as things started to open up, I was able to share that song in gathered worship context again. And so it went on to minister way beyond that moment that night. And so when we worship in this spirit, we can expect God to speak. And sometimes it's in very creative ways. So I imagine some of you are thinking right now, it's okay for you, Fiona, but you're not going to get me breaking out into a spontaneous song anytime soon. And I resisted doing some sort of practical workshop. (laughs) I could do some sort of Jacob Collier kind of choir going on, no. Um, So no, I'm not going to just get you to start spontaneously singing. Um, But what I want to do is I want to give you some practical tips, okay, on how you can participate in these moments. And this is hugely inspired by Sam Storms. He's done a sermon, Worship in the Spirit. So if you want to go and listen to that, I recommend it. So here are are some tips. And they're kind of on a level of starting at foundation and building up. So the first thing you can do when there's no words on the screen and everyone's starting to make some sort of noise round about you, you can listen and meditate on what's being sung and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal something to you about what's been sung. And then if you feel up to it, you can join in. 
you can start singing along with the worship leader or those round about you. Because sometimes we get into a kind of repeated chorus. For those of you that were transformed on Sunday night, we started singing, you are good and your love endures forever. And we just started singing, it started repeating. And so you can join in with that or you, you can do number three if you're feeling confident. You can sing your own spiritual song and put something in your own words. It can be directly from scripture, or it can be something that has awakened within you in the worship. If you want to just start somewhere, start with words like worthy, holy, thank you, Jesus. And if you want to put some sort of melody to that, you can start on one note, holy, holy, holy. You can just start there and see what comes out. And then if all of that just seems like way too much, you can pray and intercede for others. Ask the Holy Spirit to highlight someone in the room that you can pray for. And above all else, number five, you can give thanks to God. And in all of these things, in these moments, I'd really encourage you to make a sound. Don't be shy in praying out loud. These verses have a sound attached to them. So when I read this, I just hear a whole cacophony of sound. When I think of Paul and Silas in, in the jail when they were, they were singing, I don't think they were just singing silently in their hearts. I think they were making a real old sound. And so you, even if it's just praying out loud, you can, you can make a, a step of making a sound in these moments. And your prayer might encourage the person next to you your song might lift someone's heart. And most of all, I'd encourage you to stay actively engaged with the Holy Spirit. It's so easy just to turn up in person, just to be here in person, but to be tuned out. We need to actively engage with the presence of the Lord as a whole congregation. So what is worship in the Spirit and how would we recognize it? It's when the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit is welcomed and the people of God actively engage in praise, adoration, and thanksgiving to a holy God. We recognize it because the gifts of the Spirit are released and because we are transformed by the renewing um, presence of a holy and loving God. And so I'm just going to ask the band to come back on up just now. And we have time, which is good. And so I'm going to ask the ministry team to come forward. And I want to pray for, I want us to pray for two specific things. One is just a general, if you just want to be filled with the Spirit today, just take that opportunity to be continually filled with the Spirit. It, you can never have too much of it, right? So take that opportunity. And secondly, I felt like, do you know, there might be some of us that feel hindered in worship. We feel like we can't release our song. There might be something or someone that said something to you at some point that makes it just too difficult to sing or even speak out loud. I grew up in a church context where... It was very much cessationist. And women had to be silent in a worship context. And so I understand 
what it means to step out and to speak out for the first time, because I've had to do it myself. And so I'm sure there are some people that just feel like, oh, I just don't feel like I'm confident enough. And so the prayer ministry team would love to pray for you because we we wanna see you release your song today. So I'm gonna pray and then as I do so, if the prayer ministry come up and then we're gonna go back into worship and um, let's just see where the Lord takes us. And so Father, we wanna lift you up today. We thank you that we are gathered here today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence, that it renews us and transforms us. And we wait on you We want to hear from you and we want to join with heaven in releasing our song of praise.